Well, I am excited to get to share with you tonight. I believe, yeah, amen. I believe that tonight, um, the message that I have this evening is called Mind Trap. And I believe tonight, if you will just kind of press in, I really believe that this message can change the entire trajectory of your life. I wanna look at Proverbs 23, seven tonight. We're gonna read this in the Passion Translation. It says, for as he thinks within himself, so is he. You know, there are 86,400 seconds in every single day. And in those 86,400 seconds, we think between 30,000 and 50,000 thoughts a day. I'm kind of convinced that the men think about 30,000 a day and the women think about 50,000 a day. I don't know, that's just speculation though. But if we are thinking between 30,000 and 50,000 thoughts on a daily basis, then our thoughts will have a profound impact on our life. You know, one person said, show me your thoughts and I will show you your future. Because what we think about becomes our future. Tonight, I'm gonna talk to you about a few things. I'm gonna talk about some negative thought patterns that we might have in our life and how to turn those around to healthy and God biblically based thought patterns. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. I I am going to tell you, we're going to have a lot of slides on the screen and don't worry about writing everything down. At the very end of the message, there's going to be a QR code up on the screen. You can take your phone camera and you can actually download onto your phone all of the information that we have tonight. All right. So tonight, Um, The main focus of tonight is this. If you go through life never thinking about your thoughts, your thoughts will rule your life instead of you ruling your thoughts. I'm gonna say that again. If you go through life never thinking about your thoughts, your thoughts will rule your life instead of you ruling your thoughts. So we need to think about what we're thinking about. We have the power to choose what we think about. There are two types of thoughts, right? So there's positive thoughts. These are gonna be biblically based. These are gonna be God thoughts. These are gonna be life-giving thoughts, right? And then we have the negative thoughts. You know, those are fear-based. Those are lying thoughts. Those are deceptive thoughts. They are anything but the truth. But you have a choice in those 86,400 seconds each day of whether you are going to think God positive thoughts or you are gonna dwell in negative thoughts. The choice is up to us. In Philippians 4 verse eight, we're gonna read in the Passion Translation. It says this, so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, 
pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Now, I want you to notice it says, if we keep our thoughts, right? If we keep our thoughts continually fixed, that word keep means that your thoughts are gonna try to stay away, stray away from God-based thoughts. Because if it was just natural to always think what the Bible says about us in our lives, he wouldn't have to instruct us, Paul wouldn't instruct us, keep your thoughts continually. It's gonna be a little bit of work. But God has equipped us and given us the power and the tools to do this. You know, God is never gonna ask us to do something that he doesn't equip us to do. And how that we do this, it's actually, I love, love, love this scripture. I actually quote it many times a day. It's 2 Corinthians 10, 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 is how that we keep our thoughts continually fixed on the Lord. I'm gonna read it in the Passion Translation. It says, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in the obedience to the anointed one. See, 2 Corinthians 10, 5 is how we take those negative, lying, fear-based thoughts and bring them captive to the word of God. I like to say it like this. Anytime you have a thought that is contrary to the word of God, you have to 2 Corinthians 10, 5 it. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 it. I 2 Corinthians 10, 5 it on a daily basis, multiple, multiple, multiple times a day. Because in my 30 to 50,000 thoughts per day, I have a lot of thoughts that are fear-based, that are negative, and that are completely opposite to the word of God. So I have to 2 Corinthians 10, 5 it. And that is simply what we are gonna talk about tonight is how that we take our thoughts captive. Cause that's kind of like, you know, out there, like, you know, how do you think your thoughts captive? You know, your thoughts are in your head. You can't see them, you know? So how do you demolish them? How do you take them captive? You can't rip them out of your head and throw them down, right? So we're gonna learn tonight the practical way to take our thoughts captive. So number one, the first thing that you have to do is identify your negative thoughts. Identify your negative thoughts. You know, what you think about something, it will eventually become what you believe. And so my advice to you is think about what you're thinking about, all right? Think about what you're thinking about. Because here's what I know, your thoughts will eventually become your beliefs. Your beliefs will determine your decisions. Your decisions will become your direction and your direction will eventually become your lifestyle. Your thoughts become your beliefs. Your beliefs become your decisions. Your decisions determine your direction, which your direction determine your lifestyle. So what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? You have to stop. You can't just let your mind run wild. That is never a good idea, 
all right? You have to think about what you're thinking about. And you know, the more that you think something, the easier it is to think that way. This goes for negative as well as positive. The more that you allow your mind just to run wild with fear-based and lying thoughts, do you know the easier it is to think that? Think about your mind like this and your thoughts like this. So think about your mind like a forest. You know, the forest and there's like lots of trees, right? Has anybody ever, you know, been out in nature, seen a forest, and there's trees everywhere, but in the trees, you see just, it might even be just really small and narrow, but you see like a path that's kind of cleared out. And it's like the grass is kind of trampled down and you can see clearly for a long way. Anybody ever been out in nature and see that? Okay, that is how your thoughts are. In your mind, you know, you have, it's like trees and tall grass. And the first time that you think a negative thought, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I know that that's a bad thought. I shouldn't think that. That's a, that's a fear-based thought. But then if you keep on thinking that and you keep on thinking that, pretty soon it's a clear path. And so it's easy to go way down that path. You know, it's easy to think, oh, man, I get, oh, I got a pain in my head. Oh, my goodness. Do you think something is really wrong with me? I don't know. I better Google this. I mean, what can cause a headache? Oh my goodness, it could be a brain tumor. Oh my goodness, I might die at any second. It might be a brain aneurysm. And you see how you've gone way down this path and it started with one negative, fear-based, contrary to the word of God lying thought. But the more that you allow your mind to do that and you don't think about what you're thinking about, the more that that path is going to become clear and you're going to go further and further and further down that path. And that's why we have to identify our negative thoughts and think about what we're thinking about. Number two, to determine your negative thoughts, you have to determine your false core beliefs. Your false core beliefs. See, our thoughts determine our beliefs, right? And so if our thoughts are a lie, then our beliefs are going to be a lie, right? My advice to you is this. If there's a certain area of your life that you don't have a lot of victory in, you don't like the outcome of, you need to change the way that you believe about it. And to change the way that you believe about it, you have to change the way you think about it. See, if your beliefs are a lie and are not lined up with the word of God, then, then your beliefs, your thoughts are gonna be based in lies, which your beliefs are gonna be based in lies, which then what is that gonna do to the decisions you're making? They're false, they're a lie which are gonna influence the direction and then eventually your whole lifestyle is gonna be false and be a lie. We cannot have false core beliefs. So let's talk about this because this might be a new word to you. Um, I will tell you, we all, no matter who we are, have false core beliefs that somewhere along the way, somewhere in our life, 
We believed, we thought a thought that was a lie that was contrary to the word of God and we actually adopted it as a belief. And we have to identify that to get rid of that. So we're gonna look at some common false core beliefs. They're gonna be um, on the screen behind me. I'm just, I've highlighted a few. And once again, these will all be on the QR code at the end. But what are some maybe false core beliefs, right? You can read through this list. And if you've ever was, if you, you're reading through it and you say, oh, I've thought that before. Oh, you know, I think that a lot. That is a false core belief. So you probably have a false thought that you need to take captive and bring it into subjection to the word of God. So what are some false core beliefs? Failure is not okay. The future is not good. I can't get anything right. I'm worthless. God is not helping me. Anybody ever thought that before? (laughs) God isn't meeting my needs. People can't be trusted at all. Hmm. I'm too bad to be loved. I'm not lovable. I'm always left out. I don't fit in anywhere. Nobody loves me. I'm all alone. I can't change. It's not okay to finish last. It's not okay to be vulnerable. There's no way out. I have to be good at everything I do. If I don't excel, I'm inferior and worthless. Criticism is always bad. I have to do everything perfectly. It's not okay to ask for help. If I ask for help, that means there's something wrong with me. It's not okay to fail. I should never fail or disappoint anybody. I want to help others, but if I don't, then I'm a bad person. I have to make people happy. Those are some common false core beliefs. And there's a lot of other ones. I just chose a few that um, are maybe more common. And so if you've ever said those things or thought those things, you know that you have a negative, lying, contrary to the word of God thought that you need to challenge. And number three, how we 2 Corinthians 10, uh, 5 it, after we have, you know, determined our negative thoughts and determined our false core beliefs, we have to challenge that lie. Because negative thoughts are simply that, they are lies, right? And what is the only thing that changes a lie? The truth. And where do we get our truth? The word of God. So my advice to you is this, Take the negative thoughts and beliefs and expose them to the truth of God's word. Expose them to the truth of God's word. Now, how do we do that? Because sometimes those negative thoughts are really, really loud. And it's like, man, I just can't get them out of my head. Well, I have something that's going to help you. And this truly is 2 Corinthians 10, 5 in action. It is this, you have to challenge the lie. You have to challenge the lie. And there's actually a worksheet right back here. And this is going to be on the QR code. And this is 2 Corinthians 10, 5 in action. 
You have to determine the lie that you are believing and you come up with 10 scriptures that challenge that lie. Because what psychology would tell us is for every lie you believe, it takes 10 truths to demolish it. So what does 2 Corinthians 10, 5 say? We have to demolish those negative thoughts. We have to take it captive. In order to do that, we have to find 10 truths to completely eliminate that thought. And that's what we want to do. So I'm going to take you through this exercise and I'm just going to be super vulnerable with you tonight. And I'm actually going to take you through, because I do this. All right, this is 2 Corinthians 10, fiving it to me. And I do this and I'm actually going to take you through a lie that I challenged in my life. When I was 18 years old, uh, through a series of, of failures and mistakes, I adopted a false core belief. And that belief was completely based in lies and it determined my decisions and my direction and my lifestyle. And it wreaked havoc in my life. And I had to do this to change it. And so I'm gonna take you through it. So the lie that I believed, the lie that I was challenging in my life was this. God's love is conditional and based on how good I am, based on how good I am, sorry, I can't read it. Um, if I mess up, I, God can't love me. Let me say that again. God's love is conditional and it is based on how good that I am. If I mess up, God can't love me. Now it seems silly when I read it today, but when I was 18 years old and for a really, really long time, for about 10 years, I really was convinced that if I messed up one little bit, God couldn't love me. And that was a really hard place to live in because how many of you have ever tried to live perfectly? It can't be done. So because I believe that, I was constantly messing up. I was constantly down and defeated because I really believed that I just wasn't good enough for God to love. So I had to challenge that lie. And so we're just, I'm just gonna go through the, how I challenged it. So number one, truth number one, to challenge it, I came up with God is capable of forgiving me. First John 1, 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. That was the truth number one that challenged that lie. Truth number two, God already knew all the mistakes I was going to make, but still sent his son to die on the cross for me. John three sixteen. for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Truth number three, that challenged that lie for me. God doesn't hold my mistakes against me. Romans 8, 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Truth number four, that challenged the lie that God's love was conditional, that God couldn't love me if I messed up, was nothing can separate me from God's love. 
Romans 8:38. And I am convinced that neither that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you see how this is working? It's hard to believe the lie that God can't love me if I mess up when you start applying the truth. But that's only four truths. We got to keep going because we know it takes 10 truths to demolish and change one lie in our thinking. Truth number five. God loves me no matter what I do. His love for me stays consistent because God doesn't change. Hebrews 13, eight, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he loved me yesterday and sent his son to die for me, he loves me today and he will love me for all eternity. Truth number six, God has forgiven other people when they mess up and still loves them. So he'll do the same for me. Now, this one just isn't a scripture, but I mean, you look at David, David, Moses, and Paul, they all murdered people. All right. That's what they all have in common. They all murdered people. God still loved them and used them. You know, I think I'm in pretty good company because I've never murdered somebody. (laughs) Sometimes we have to look back. At the word of God, that's what the, the Old Testament is for. It's for examples. And I look back at those, those individuals' lives and I think, man, I'm doing pretty good. I think God can still love me. Truth number seven, I don't have to be perfect for God to love me. Second Corinthians 12, nine. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Truth number eight, even when I mess up, God turns it around for my good and teaches me. Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Truth number nine, God accepts me for who I am. Romans 5, 8, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us when we were still sinners. And truth number 10, God is always there for me. Hebrews 13, five uh, says, don't let money be satisfied in what you have for God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Those 10 truths for me demolish the lie that God's love for me is conditional and based on what I do and how good I am. Do you see how 2 Corinthians 10, five That right there is exactly how you do 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It's that in action. It's taking, it's digging into the word of God when you have those negative thoughts that have turned into false core beliefs that you are living your life by and you take the word of God and you apply it and you demolish it down. Amen?
Now, some, you know, like we talked about the forest and the pathways, you know, you know, it takes a little bit for if, if you've made a, a path and beaten down the grass in a forest, it takes a little bit for the grass to grow back up, right? And so once that you find these 10 truths that challenge a lie, that pathway is still going to be clear. So it's going to be easy to slip back into that thinking, right? And so you have to have reminders to remind yourself that, oh no, 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 no. You know, I've challenged that lie. I've seen the truth of God's word. I've taken that thought captive. And so, you know, you have different reminders and depending on how long that you have been thinking, you know, a negative way, you might, it might take a while, right? To challenge that lie and retrain your brain to think according to God's word. And, you know, a long time ago, I challenged that lie that I shared with you. But every once in a while, because that, that belief in me was so strong that God's love for me was conditional and was based upon what I did, that I have to have still reminders around me. And I'm just gonna be really vulnerable with you tonight. And I'm gonna show you actually, I have this on my mirror. It's a post-it note, it's handwritten. And you know it's mine because there's even a misspelled word up there. (laughs) But this is on my mirror and when I get ready, I read this every day just as a reminder. And this is what it says. It says, um, God is the same gracious, kind, loving father in every moment, in every circumstance. He never withholds his presence from me. And I read that every morning and it keeps me from going down this other path. That is how you challenge the lie. Number four Once that we've identified our negative thoughts, we've identified our false core beliefs and we've challenged that false core belief, we've challenged that lie with the truth of God's word. Number four, when your thoughts are truth-based, God-based, then you will establish healthy or God core beliefs. See, true thoughts Bible-based thoughts are gonna produce what? Bible-based beliefs. And when your beliefs line up with the word of God, then your decisions that you're making in your life are gonna be according to the word of God. And those decisions that are according to the word of God are gonna determine your direction and your direction will determine your lifestyle that will be in line with the word of God and that pleases God. So it's so important to establish those healthy or those truth-based core beliefs. And that's done by continually taking your thoughts captive. Now, what are some healthy core beliefs? Just like there's false core beliefs, there's healthy ones. I've highlighted a few, right? My future is very good. I can overcome getting hurt. No one can ruin my future. Tragedy transforms people. I'm good enough. 
My worth is not based on what I do. God cares about, immensely about me. I'm loved even when I'm bad. I'm lovable just as I am. I fit in where I'm supposed to. I can be happy even if I'm alone and on my own. I am capable of enduring and surviving being rejected, abandoned, or alone. Why? Because God's always with me. It's okay to be vulnerable. I don't have to measure up in every way. Amen? So when you take and challenge those false beliefs and bring them into subjection to the word of God, all of a sudden, your thoughts, your beliefs are truth-based, are Bible-based, and it instantly changes the trajectory of your whole lifestyle. And you know, when we are having emotionally healthy, God-based core beliefs, what's gonna happen in our lives? We're not gonna be down and up and down and up and something you know, happens and we just get, I always say down in the molly grubs and depressed, you know, a person that's like this. No, a person that their core beliefs is based on the word, what are they? They're stable, they're steady. When problems come their way, it doesn't mean they won't have problems, but when problems and challenges come their way, they're stable and steady because their beliefs are based on the word of God. Their thoughts are based on the word of God. They don't allow negative and lying and fear-based and anxiety-based thoughts to rule them because they take them captive and bring them subject to the word of God. And so they are stable and steady and stay on course. And that's why we want to do that. James 1 verse 2, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given unto you. You know, tonight as you're pondering this and thinking about this, and I know that this may be, you know, something that you've never thought about, right? That's why we have to think about our thoughts. Um, you know, do this. Um, you know, ask God, you know, hey, God, you know, show me, give me wisdom. You know, are there areas in my life where I've allowed negative thought patterns to rule my life, to rule my decisions. And my lifestyle is off because I am believing these lies. Ask God to give you wisdom to see those because I truly believe that if you are able to change those things and we all have those things and we continually have to pull down those negative thoughts as they come up, it will truly change your life. You know, we don't have to think every thought that pops into our mind. We have the power over it. And who gives us that power? It's Jesus, right? His word gives us power. And you know what? Jesus 
has done everything he's already going to do for you, he is not going to come in your brain and rip out your, those thoughts. That's why he gave you 2 Corinthians 10, 5. He told you, hey, when these lying, anxiety, fear-driven thoughts start to pound in your head, thoughts of, oh man, I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. The money's not there. I can't pay my mortgage. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to be homeless. I'm not going to have anything to eat. Oh man, you know, I got pain in my body. I'm probably really sick. I'm probably going to die, right? He has given us authority and power to take those negative thoughts captive, but we have to do it. He's already done everything he's going to do. It is up to us to take those thoughts captive to the word of God. And when you do that, you won't be in fear. You won't have anxiety. Let me tell you, if you suffer with panic attacks or anxiety attacks, start 2 Corinthians 10, 5-ing it. And those panic attacks will go away because what I can tell you is anxiety and panic attacks are from thoughts that you are thinking and those thoughts are based in fear and are lies from the devil. And you need to determine what they are and challenge them with the word of God. And when you do that, they will completely go away. You won't have them anymore. I really believe that it'll change your life. We have authority over what we think. We don't have to just think any old thought. And I really believe if you'll change your thoughts, it'll change the way you believe. It'll change the decisions that you're making. It'll change the direction of your life and it'll change your entire lifestyle. Amen? Amen. Well, there is a QR code behind me. I, I invite you, get your phone out. And if you don't know how to do it, all you have to do is click the camera on your phone and hold it up there. You may have to hold it up there for just a few minutes and it'll pop up like these little words, like a little link. Just click on that. Okay, click on that. And then you can actually save it to your phone and all of the, the, the worksheet, the challenge, the lie worksheet, all those slides with the false core beliefs, with the healthy core beliefs, that is all on there. And so you can just print it out at home and you can identify those negative thoughts and you have that worksheet and you can go through your Bible and you can find those 10 scriptures of the word of God that will challenge that lie. And you can keep that and you can go back to it and back to it and back to it. And you keep reading those 10 thoughts, those 10 scriptures that will challenge that negative thought and it will demolish it and it will not be a stronghold in your life or your mind anymore. Amen? Amen. Well, I wanna pray for you really quick. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Father, we thank you that you have given us your word, Father, and that we can have control over our thoughts. We don't have to just think any thought, but that we can challenge it with the word of God. And our thoughts can be truth-based so that our beliefs can line up with your word. 
And right now, everybody just heads bowed, eyes closed, because I know this might be a little personal. But if this kind of hit you tonight and you just say, you know, wow, I've really been living my life and making decisions based upon lies that I've been thinking. And I want to change that tonight. I want to start challenging those lies. And you just want to go on record of saying, hey, God, I need help with this. Help me. I commit to doing this. I commit to challenge those negative thoughts and demolishing those negative lying thoughts and bringing them into subjection of the word of God. If you just want to go on record and say, God, I'm going to commit to do this and I need your help. I just want you to lift your hand. Just lift your hand all over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just like for everybody to lift their hands and God saw the ones that lifted their hands. And I'm just gonna pray for you. Lord, you saw those ones that lifted their hands, Father. Lord, I just ask you right now, Father, that you would help them, Father, that you would just give them peace right now, that the peace of God that passes all understanding will just guard their heart and their mind, will just flood their minds right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, that you will open their eyes and you will give them wisdom and knowledge to be able to find the truth in your word, to challenge the lies. Lead them and guide them, Father, to the scriptures to challenge those false beliefs, Father, so that they can be free. And I pray right now for chains to break over people's minds and life right now in the name of Jesus. Devil, I say you have to stop in your tracks and you have to quit tormenting these people in the name of Jesus. I just thank you for it, Father, and I give you praise and honor and glory for it all. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, uh, prayer team, if you'll come on down. Um, If you're needing prayer for anything tonight, you know, maybe something that I talked about tonight, maybe you want to, to talk with one of our prayer partners and you want them to, to believe with you or talk with them and, and maybe you can share with them maybe some of those false beliefs that you've been believing and they can help direct you to the word of God and challenge that with the word of God. Or maybe you say, you know what? I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I want to know him. These individuals can help you. Or maybe you don't know if you're saved, or maybe you once were saved, but you walked away and you wanna come back to the Lord. Or if you have never been uh, filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, they can help you with that. If you need healing, whatever you need, they can help you. We have the guys over here to pray with the guys and the ladies to pray with the ladies. So when service is dismissed, just come down and make this your altar. We are here to help you. Rama Bible Church, we are bringing hope, help, and healing to the world and to you. 
And so we want to help you. Um, our connection team, I think we had some first time visitors. If you wanna take those individuals, you can take them out to the North Lobby. And we want to say thank you for being here with us tonight. We hope to see you Sunday morning. We have School the Bible at 9 a.m. and church service here at 10 p.m. Yes, you're pointing to your phone. Oh, it would only let 100 people download it? Okay, I don't know how to fix that. But, <laughs> um, but somebody, somebody that works for us does, probably in IT. Um, wow, first of all, like, thank you. More than 100 people wanted to download that. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll work on that and we'll get that fixed, all right? And um, on Sunday morning, we'll, in the announcements, we'll throw it up there um, again so that you can and download that, what? And, and on Facebook? We'll put something on Facebook. That's a good plan. Uh, we'll put something on Facebook um, so that you can get that because we really do want you to have it because it really, really will um, help you. All right. Well, God bless you guys. We love you. We will see you right back here on Sunday morning.